The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning, Tim Grisafi, ATI Pro Media. I'm excited to be here. We have so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with this. American stock markets, all-time, new-time, all-time highs. Dow Jones, NASDAQ, S&P, ripping off faces to the short. Uh, so many people out there saying the world's ending. It didn't end yesterday, brothers and sisters. We're going to talk about some silly stuff. Voice from the tomb. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. We'll bring it up on the show later. Natural gas and crude oil are lower. Uh, it's marketing season, meeting season. Everyone's running around. I came down to the corporate office here in Bloomington. Half the office was gone. Good to see they're working. Congratulations, advanced trading employees. We are a firm who trades futures and options. We love to educate people. We have some of the best around. Real quick note, uh, my partner, Kurt Struber, he did a meeting, and uh, that link is on the Liquid Grow website. Uh, nice little Q&A. All different things going on. I'm also watching people who uh, their services are only we tell you when to sell cash. Guess what? You didn't sell any cash, or you sold 5% or 10%. We're going to keep talking about that. Starting in the next few weeks, obviously, you know we'll have ATI Pro Media premium and every day including saturdays we're going to put out an educational video connor b bring them in i'm all jacked up on mountain dew they got good coffee here <laughs> it's it's a good place to work uh we got to have a good attitude you know why i'm gonna tell you a little secret yeah i was talking to nathan mangold yesterday after work and he went out to kansas and iowa and some other places he's given speeches and then he told me that when he was driving home he felt bad for how negative he was and although the fundamentals right now and things that are going on are that negative, he forgot to tell the crowd that three to five years from now, American agriculture is going to be the bomb if one-fourth of this stuff that they're talking about out there kicks in, whether it be uh, getting paid to have a carbon credit or whether it is biodiesel, biofuel, this alternative. Maybe electric's not the big thing. Maybe that we take vegetable oil and burn that through uh, vehicles. I don't know. But American agriculture is not going away, but we are having a little bad time. So Nate Mangold said it was okay to uh, uh, talk about that. And that is very important. And that's why I'm going to be loud and obnoxious today because I am bullish American ag, but not on March expirations day and not on first notice day. Back to you, Absolutely. my friend. Well, I love Tommy. When you're fired up, I'm fired up. Let's get her going. You know what's not fired up? Uh, it's March expirations and this March corn. True story. We're sitting 402. Tommy, are we going to see? Is March corn going to go off the board with a three in front of it? Sure feels that way right now. Well, the cash market, I think we hit some 330 cash oh. corn in Western oh. North Dakota. Oh. And uh, I guess the question Gosh. I'd like to throw out to everyone in the back of the room. If y'all got these fancy spreadsheets, is are your spreadsheets like my treadmill? It's just sitting there not getting used because everyone went out, bought a spreadsheet, knew their cost production. You know those folks. You got to know your cost production. Your cost production is your weight, and that's all it is. It's just a gauge, and it's also your cost production is from the rearview mirror because people who knew their cost of production in 23 
who didn't sell are now selling those bushels. They didn't want to sell five fifty or six dollar corn because they didn't like it. it was closer to cost production. So you say, hell with it. We'll sell it two dollars lower on first notice date. That's what's happening. And if you think I'm being a jerk, I'm just telling the truth. We're going to give facts and we're going to deal with other people's feelings later. That's absolute truth. When we look, we've talked a lot about the different tech companies that have really jumped in a uh, ag sector in a big way, kind of fizzled out, right? You know mm-hmm. the names, and all those are about how can we get it to a pencil the farmers break even, right? It's February twenty third, and we can know to the penny what your break even is going to be. Only issue is we don't know what we're going to produce until it's all in the bin or it's all delivered to the elevator. So any break even we're doing, in my opinion, it's a moving target. It's a soft target, right? If we're doing a break even on 190 bushel corn in Christian County, where your five-year average is 225, might not be that accurate. So got to keep those things in mind. Moving on. Yeah, mm-hmm. go. No. Let's well, a, a client called me early this morning. And he said uh, he figured out his break even. He was like 425 cash corn based on big bushels. And it clicked. What if the country had big bushels, but he didn't, you know, had a regional problem, too yeah. much water, uh, not enough water. Holy cow, could a balance sheet get beat up if America has a big crop, carryouts grow, but regionally you have a problem? We are far enough into February that it is today is a great day to call the crop insurance agent. Uh, This is really serious stuff. Get that beefed up. But then you still have that gap. If you have a record crop from that record crop where we have crop insurance, you won't get crop insurance. So if America produces huge bushels and we tank the price, I don't think there's going to be a lot there. I think they're going to outproduce themselves out of crop insurance. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. We saw it this year. You know, um, we had what the, the Fed price was 591. December average was what, Tommy? Um, mid four, 460, 470s. I can't remember the uh, December average, but we saw a major price drop. But generally speaking, most of the country didn't see any big crop insurance prices. In my area, right, if you did the 85% coverage, you got a little payment based on the price alone. And our yields were good, not great. But generally speaking, buying up to that 85%, I did the math. You're basically breaking even if you did the 80% and didn't get a payment is how I was looking at it. So absolutely, you can outgrow your crop insurance coverage. Uh, We're getting better and better at doing that. Let's take a little commercial break and talk about what we're going to be up to uh, the next few uh, days and weeks. Of course, if you're out there in the uh, interweb, you're on YouTube or one of these other uh, places, you can ask us a question. If we have time, we'll get to it. I already see a few questions coming in. Yeah. Number two, I will be speaking at Commodity Classic next week. A big group of us at Advanced Trading will be going down there. Uh, Brother Joe, pop up that booth number. And if you're going to Commodity Classic, hit us up at booth 4202, secret password number 23 whisper that in my ear we have a really nice gift uh for people so don't kiss me just whisper it in my ear (laughs) and number three but wait there's more yesterday we did a little premium content and we had jesse allen jesse allen you all know him from uh, market talk and aoa and jesse gave a great perspective uh basis contracts e15 this guy talks to as many people out in ag land as anyone if you want a copy of that premium content, call my line, one 737 farm Tommy Grisafi, Joe Grisafi, Gina Grisafi. We will answer, and that is our break, our commercial break. Back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. I love Jesse Allen, great guy. I feel like I could listen to that guy's voice all day. He's got that voice for radio. It's smooth, so good stuff. I really liked your guys' video yesterday. So anything, we're going to get some negative news out of the way, and then let's talk some of that. And so uh, I had a customer tell me yesterday, Tommy said, you know, ever since you guys started 
uh, ATI Pro Media and doing this podcast, you haven't had a whole lot of good news, right? The markets did nothing, nothing but go down. So, Dan, we're going to work on that. Uh, we're going to keep doing ATI Pro Media, but we'll see if we can get you some positive news. But the negative news, soybean export sales yesterday hit a marketing year low. We were down 84% from the previous week. So not unexpected given the time frame, right? As we see, uh, we've pulled those charts up a lot, Tommy, where um, we were the market, especially for China, October, November, December, when Brazil and South America comes online, our export sales really take a dip. So not unexpected, but still tough to see 84% down from previous week. That's uh, that's interesting because, you know, as the grains are struggling, I'm looking over at cattle and uh, live cattle back up, feeder cattle ramping up, lean hogs getting going. Uh, we Earlier in the week, we had a slide. We didn't post it, but cocoa was going crazy. I really don't want to be a, a cocoa trader or hedger, but the uh, stock market's moving. We have a question that pertains to land prices and stuff. Oh, let's uh, pull it up. Yeah, let's pull it up real quick, Joe, because it ties into what we're talking about. Think farmer Brett, are you guys seeing farmland prices come down recently? If so, how much? Great question. Yep. Uh, I'm friends with different auctioneers, different farmland guys in Illinois and Iowa. I like those two in particular. Uh, I have to say, I was thinking that farmland prices could come down 20%, but I'm going to change that. Not that it matters because uh, it's very hard to hedge farmland and everything else. But with the stock market exploding like it is, it's creating more wealth. And as long as there's wealth, at some point, there's always going to be doctors, dentists, wealthy people, business owners who might want to take out money out of the markets and put it. I look at land as like a 50, 100 year investment. It's not a it's not a five week or it's not a five minute trade. You don't scalp land. I mean, a few people do. But overall, uh, the stock market at this level, sure, land could easily have a pullback. But I think there's so much money out there, Farmer Brett, that uh, you get a 10, 15 percent pullback in land. And as long as they're smaller chunks, 40s, 80s, uh, people will be there buying. What do you see in your neighborhood? Because I know you, yeah. uh, you you live in God's right. country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Shelby County, there's going to be a farm sale. I think in two weeks, it's it's um, a stone's throw from where my parents live. I'll make sure to give you an update on that. Uh, good. I'm going to call it good, not great ground. Got some drainage issues. But it'd be interesting to see that. I'm not seeing any big, you know, I haven't heard any big... Uh, drop in land prices yet i think we're still a little ahead of the curve before we start seeing that so and one thing tommy who who mm -hmm. said uh buy land it's not going anywhere well uh yeah there's uh we we are uh we are developing a lot of houses and i don't think we're producing uh, i don't think in 10 years we're going to be planting 100 million acres of corn and 100 million acres of beans i don't think that we have that within our country which brings me to the subject that is scary as heck because South America and the rest of the world still has a lot of land that could be planted. If we could wrap up the Ukraine-Russia war, uh, clean up some of that ground, get it back going, the next five, ten to years, that'll be full-blown back in production. So there's a lot of things going on that are scary. Uh, we also have that the, the world population is going up, and with all this wealth created, people want to eat better. So there is a positive spin on agriculture. I will say this. Tomorrow I am going to go live. And I am going to talk about the two-year anniversary of Ukraine war. I know it's a Saturday, but I like to work and I like to educate. And I hope you all can join me for that because there's a lot of things that happened during that war that massively distorted. It is no shocker to us or advanced trading that when you shoot wheat up to 14, you could shoot it back down to six two years later because you send a signal for everyone to plant 
and be great at agriculture. Real quick, remember that farmer I told you called this morning and said, hey, where are all the spreadsheet experts? I thought everyone had a spreadsheet. Why didn't they sell? Mm -hmm. He said the scariest words I've heard in a long time. That is, he sells inputs. People are actually cutting back on inputs for corn because the price of corn so low. And I don't think you're going to be able to uh, cut back on inputs your way back to prosperity. So I think in this game, we have to win by bushels. And if you manage the bushels, uh, if you pretend you're really great at farming in 2024, I think this is going to make a lot more sense, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the answer was Mark Twain. <laughs> oh, Mark Twain. Yes. Oh, Mark. Yeah. So um, let's do it. We got some questions piling in, Tommy. So let's, let's talk. Let's do it. It's Friday. Uh, we can go long. Uh, let's talk. Quick thing is you had uh, Voices from the Tomb. You, you sent me this. I was unfamiliar, but it's basically a successful Seabot trader died and left instructions. What were those instructions that he left? And I he think gave- voice voicefromthetomb.com, if you guys want to look it up. Yeah, he gave specific dates. Allegedly, this is all alleged, that there was a trader. He died inside his jacket. Were these dates? Yesterday was one of those dates, February 22nd by wheat. We at Advanced Trading are not giving trade head recommendations based off voice of the tune. But there are seasonals, and you want to talk a little bit about that. I'll flip it back to you with these seasonals. Absolutely. And we're getting in that seasonal time. Think, right, uh, every elevator processor offers that average seasonal prime. Uh, average seasonal price contract where they're going to price your grain roughly from middle of February to March out through second, third week in July, right? Because mm-hmm. if we look at the past 20 years, what is it? Seven, eight, nine, 10. We're going to, we're going to put the high end for December corn in that time frame, right? The, the studies are there. The history is there. That's when we see that seasonality. The only thing I'll say about seasonalities is they work until they don't. And when they don't work, they really don't work. And also, it goes back into the weather market we talked about. What was that yesterday, Tommy? Where you know we can see the seasonals. We know they're going to come. And in the rearview mirror, it was obvious, right? We should have been selling $6 corn in June in 2023. But we got to make sure we gonna we're, we know how we're going to take advantage of them before they get there. That's my thing on seasonals. Yeah, real quick. Let's give a shout out to Brady Huck. We have a very, very active cattle market. And Brady Huck and Tony Dunker are now, uh, have been for a while, registered to sell LRP. We have a map of that. I want to show people the uh, reach advanced trading has. When Connor's not uh, famous being a movie star over here and when I'm not uh, wearing makeup, we actually help hedge risk both from a futures and options standpoint and a LRP. Look at this map. Folks, if you're out there in the cattle uh, and hogs, give us a call. I think we can help you. We are now LRP uh, registered in the States. Great job making that map. I heard it was a little hard to make that. And we have a little uh, secret elf here who uh, is really good at that. All right. We went long. One more question. Ashley uh, had a question. Go ahead and pop that up, Brother Joe. And uh, I think someone called you the other day and said, every podcast live stream needs a Brother Joe. Okay. Back (laughs) to business. What commodities are you most optimistic uh, to pull back and uh, why is it weak? That's funny. Optimistic so, to pull back. So you're optimistic that it's going to go lower. Is that, is that what she means? I, I think she might be being funny, but in all seriousness, <laughs> even if I was really, really, really bullish corn right now, which I may be, I wouldn't tell you on the show because I don't grow corn. And so if I, who someone who owns a seat at the board of trade wants to buy corn under your cost production, I'm not going to tell you I did that. Well, number one, it would make me seem like a toolbox just for bragging that I could buy at 50 cents a dollar cheaper and you could produce it. And two, 
I don't produce corn. So if you're long 23 and 24, you may not need as much upside as we need to keep helping you manage the risk of the downside. So I keep my uh, opinions of where I think the markets can go. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. But you, the American farmer, are inherently always long. You have a massive long position in 24. We at Advanced Trading know that. The secret's out. And uh, that's probably a wrap to show. Any, any ways you want to wrap it up and I'll close her out? No, let's uh, next week. You and Brady are going to be at Commodity Classic. Dave so, Fogel, yeah, a bunch of us. Dave Fogel, right, bringing in the A team to Houston. So, um, be good to see you there. I think you guys will be going live from there, which will be a lot of fun. Um, we'll see. Uh, remember, March ex- March options expire today. We'll see what next re- next week brings. We'll be doing again uh, this again next Monday. And with that, I think we'll wrap up the show. See you, buddy. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.